0: On today's show, Kevin Durant goes dark. Where is he going to go? Is he deciding where his trade destination is? And then we'll talk about the winners and losers of free agency so far on Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey. And- Welcome, you are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, but the best way to help us grow this show is to comment anything below. Let us know, where do you think Kevin Durant goes in free agency? In the trade. He's gotta get traded. Where does he go? Let us know in the comments below. Joining me as always on a Thursday, host of Locked Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the
1: designer? Uh, if if Chet gains a lot of weight, Kenny Lofton's still going to push him around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that he will. He still, Kenny yeah. Lofton will push anybody around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Incredible. On today's show, we're getting into Kevin Durant. Chris Haynes had a report about him that said KD has gone dark. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some winners and losers of free agency so far. And, of course, we got to play our favorite. We'll play Count It Up on the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Some interesting, some thought-provoking ones. And uh, we also will have to talk about uh, Jimmy Butler because he's always making headlines in in some way, shape, or form. But let's start with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, according to Chris Haynes, has, quote, gone dark. Apparently, several stars have reached out to Kevin Durant right after he made his trade request and started to try and court him, started to try and recruit him, try to bring him home. Like, hey, come play with us. Come play with me, wherever they are. And he has not responded to any of them. He's gone completely dark. And Chris Haynes said the only way he's really communicating right now is on Twitter when he replies to people, which is kind of wild. Is this a tactile move by Kevin Durant or is this just him saying, hey, I'm going to let everything work out the way that it is. I don't have a no trade. I put out there that I want to go to the Suns, but hey, I'll go to the Raptors if it if it may be. Like, I'll just go wherever and play basketball. Like, Maybe just don't trade with Kyrie anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's probably more the latter, right? Kevin Durant's a very hands-off guy. It's not surprising to see him take a, take a hands-off approach to the thing. He's probably like, listen, I've put my request in. You're either going to acquiesce to it or not. Either way, I guarantee this, Kevin Durant will be playing basketball next season, um, and I'm not surprised that he's responding mostly on Twitter, right? Because that's KD. I love that KD's on Twitter. <laughs> if you're mad at KD on Twitter, go get off your own lawn. Like, that's how I feel at this point. Like, <laughs> seeing KD lawn, yeah. on Twitter. Bro, like, seeing KD on Twitter, like, respond to regular people is the funniest thing in the world. And seeing him, like, respond to athletes. Like, as the athlete, though, right? You got to be looking at that like, bro, I know your phone's in your hand. <laughs> Answer the phone. You just tweeted two minutes
0: ago. Yeah, you just tweeted like, <laughs> like Nets fan eight one seven five six three four, and you can't respond to me.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like I know Ka- you, I Kawhi Leonard you. or whoever it
0: is, right? Like <laughs> you can't reply to me at this. Don't point. Don't go
1: starting rumors now.
0: I, I think that I think Kevin Durant is just I think he's just letting it play out, and yeah. I think they kind of already know. I think that right now we're just in like everybody knows that everyone's waiting for this move. Right? Nothing yeah. else is going to ha- like nothing else big is going to happen until this mo- unless it's the Rudy Gobert trade. Nothing yeah, else well, big yeah. is going to happen until this move happens. And a bunch of teams are waiting. It seems like the Mavericks are waiting on some stuff with this. It feels like other teams are just waiting like the Suns are waiting on this whole thing. It feels like there's other teams that are just waiting on this whole thing to play out. And I think that works into the Nets' hands, right? Cuz they can try and play teams against each other. They can try and, you know, up the the price and all that. And I think KD's yeah. just saying, "Hey, yeah, we already know what the deal is. I already know you guys already know that I want to go to the Suns, and so let's just see what happens, right? what What is he gonna What's he gonna do? Like, how is he gonna change this all in a certain way? Because they they, they the Nets were the ones that were like, "Hey, we're not gonna re sign Ky- Kyrie." to this long-term deal. And he was like, okay, well then deal me somewhere else, right? Like he's already said his piece about all this. And I don't know if he needs to say anymore. And I don't know if responding to stars or replying to stars that have reached out to him, like does that change anything? Could it change the course of this trade at this point? Like I don't know if the Nets are, are hearing that. And maybe they should, but I don't know if they are at this point.
1: I mean, I think you're you're thinking right. Very uh, uh, when when we think of the tampering uh, um, that goes unnoticed, you think of LeBron, right? You think of a very LeBron type move. Hey, listen, I got to recruit you here. I want to get you here. Uh, we would love to have you in this city. Maybe a city that Kevin Durant hasn't even thought of, right? He said Phoenix and Miami, but maybe Kevin's not thinking. You know, I would assume that Bradley Beal's been on the phone, like, hey, there's not much money left, but come here. We'll trade come everybody home. to get come you. home, You know what I'm saying? Come home, here right? In
0: Baltimore. Like Baltimore.
1: So you I, I think that I think that, you know, it's probably more so on that side of it. I don't think it changes anything for the Brooklyn Nets though, right? Like they're they're limited to what they can do and they're not gonna take a loss on getting rid of a top fifteen player. There's a lot of people that are sitting here and they're like, well, Kevin Durant's not gonna play basketball. And so those people I ask you, have you actually watched Kevin Durant and listen to him talk? He loves basketball. It's the only thing he really cares about. Kevin Durant, whether he gets moved or not, is gonna come out there and play ball next season. And he's gonna be out there on that court if it's with the Brooklyn Nets or not. I don't see him as one of those guys who's gonna say, they didn't move me this season. So now I I've got to sit out and try and collect my check, Ben Simmons. I'm sorry, I, I have an allergic reaction sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. I, I don't. I don't see that as a uh, as a Kevin Durant move. I think that KD's like, listen, I've said my piece. I want to go here. If it doesn't work, I'm gonna be on the court anyway. We'll see how it works out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he could come back to the Nets, and so. What if he came back? What if he came back to the Nets next year? Like, that team, all of a sudden, like, could he convince Kyrie to play? Could he? Is, is Ben Simmons, like, back and ready to play? Like, all of a sudden, it could be Kyrie.
1: Emphasis on back.
0: Durant, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Patty Mills. They brought in Royce O'Neal. They brought in TJ Warren. Another year of Kessler Edwards, of, of you know, of uh, Cam Thomas, like, some of their younger yeah. guys. Nick Claxton is, is returning, like. I don't know. That team's that team's decently good at this point. I don't know if they're competing for a title, but all of a sudden that team is pretty decent. If he just comes back, and if they don't come up with a deal, like I don't know, run it with that team and see what happens. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think that's the thing, right? Like, Brooklyn's not in a situation here where, especially if Kevin Durant, like I said, I think Kevin Durant's the player that's going to come back and play. If Kevin Durant's on the court, you've always got a chance to make a run at the NBA Finals, right? And you've also still got Kyrie Irving. You've still got Seth Curry. You added T.J. Warren, who I don't really know who T.J. Warren is, right? Like, is he bubble Warren point, or yeah, is he regular yeah, Warren? Yeah, which one is he? You know it? What I'm saying? He hasn't, he hasn't really been healthy enough for us to see that. But, I mean, if T.J. Warren's your third or fourth option, that's not a bad option to have. That's not a bad team. And also, he's a player that doesn't come in right. Like when you had Harden, KD, Kyrie, everybody's got a little bit of an ego in that situation, no matter what they say. Everybody wants their shots, right? Kevin's probably the most hands-off guy that's like, y'all cook, and then I'm going to get my shot up. TJ Warren's coming into that situation. No ego. Just like, listen, I'm just happy to be here. I hope I can stay on the court for an entire season and let's go win some games. I think that it very much like a uh, uh, Joe Side. I said right, like he wants a team that's just gonna be on the floor fighting every night. He might get that team with Kevin Durant on it.
0: I guess, but as long as Ben Simmons and Kyrie are on your team, are you yeah. getting the team that fights every night? But even are you right, take, that?
1: The, take those, take those two out of it. How do you feel oh, about take a team? the team?
0: Well, two, well, I'm, I'm saying the top three players on the team.
1: Right, I, I'm saying though, right? Like take take say Ben Simmons has another season where like his mental. Uh, stability blocks his back from dribbling basketballs. The, I don't know the how the chakras that went down aren't right. lining up. For some you know what I'm saying? And Kyrie has another season where he doesn't feel like Brooklyn's the place for his aura, so he doesn't yeah, want to play. His chakras there.
0: aren't lining up either. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, T.J. Warren? Right, not the same amount of wins, but I think that's still a team that goes out there and competes every night.
0: I guess I just still, I just don't see it happening. Like, it's too big of a what if for me to get to that point. Um. The Nets recently have come out, according to Adrian Wojnowski, and said that they want high-level players and an all-star more than they want picks at this point. Do you think that's the right way to go, or should they go the the jazz way and just get as many picks as they can possible?
1: Well, y'all know how I feel about picks and rebuilds, right? Picks have their place when you're a good team already. Um, If you feel like Kyrie's not going to be there, picks are pointless. If you feel like KD's not going to be there, picks are pointless because what's a rebuild going to do, turn you into the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, that's that's twenty eight wins a year, and I don't it's know, did probably going to chat the other night. I I, I like Chet, it, Chet and Giddy it, and SGA you, and what, what's that? What's that get you to thirty five, thirty six, maybe? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that's so for me, right? Like it makes sense to go after players now. I will say, uh, calling somebody and saying send us Devin Booker is an interesting way to go about doing business there. <laughs> you right? Start, like so you I, I, I might have said somewhere. I might have said, send me picks along with DeAndre Ayton, Cam Thomas, uh, uh, Miles Bridges, and a whole bunch of other pl- uh, 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 picks in that, in that kind of deal, uh, which is a deal that was floated out there early on. But I, I don't know if uh, I, w- I would have started with Devin Booker. Uh, <laughs> you, maybe you work your way up a little bit, or maybe maybe they're going down, high and sh- working their way start down. Start high life.
0: and work down. <laughs> We'll see. The Kevin Durant saga continues. But we got some actual deals that happened uh, because the moratorium was finally lifted. So we're going to talk about some of those. Who's winning free agency? Whether it be teams or players, who's losing free agency? We got the answers to those coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your local chain, auto part, dealership to house all the parts that you have. So go to rockauto.com. I'm on there right now. And you can just go to, all right, BMW. You open that up. Then they have all the years from 1932. No way they got 1932 parts in here. They do. They have some parts from from a that You can get for a 1932 BMW something or other. I like how you doubted
1: it during the ad read.
0: I'm... (laughs) I wanted to see what they had, and they have parts for a 1932 BMW 320. So you can get parts for that, or you can get one for a 2022. Then you open it up. They have all the different makes and models. You open the next one up, and then all of a sudden, you see all the parts there. Transmission. Heating and air, engine, cooling system, uh, body and lamp assembly, brake and wheel hubs. They have all just different stuff. Like, let's say you lose a part or if you need to replace something, go to Rock Auto. Replace it there instead of having to get it from a dealership or something else. Go and check it out. It's Rock Auto. Tell them uh, that Lockdown sent you in there. How did you hear about us box? See all the parts available for your car, truck, amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, Pat, we are talking about free agency. It, it rages on, or it's kind of came to a halt a little bit <laughs> because nothing else is happening because of the KD trade that's looming. But let's talk about some winners and losers of free agency so far. And I want to start. I'm ready to start with mine. My let's first go. winner of free agency it makes a team a loser, but Bradley Beal is the first winner of free agency. <laughs> My guy signs a five-year $251 million deal, which... Is too much for a player as uh, on the level of Bradley Beal? Like I'm sorry, he's just he's not that good for that kind of a deal. The thing though that makes him even more of a winner is that he got a no trade clause in his contract. Like the the Wizards just kept going. Like let's just keep going. The next step. The next step. How like. like how many incentives? Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. No, like another That's the equivalent
1: like, of a "Don't leave me girl." <laughs>
0: He's the only player in the NBA with an active no-trade clause in his contract. You have to have at least 8 years of service in the NBA and 4 years of service with the same team that you're signing the contract with. So, like no one else even qualifies right now, which is yeah. pretty wild for this. Um, Bradley Beal's a winner to me, but I think it makes the Wizards a loser.
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't disagree with you there. Because who you adding, right? Who, who are you thing adding to the team to make, to make do, it? They had to do it. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Wizards. It's, it's, it's going to be another interesting season for you. Hey, Porzingis and, and Kuzma. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, my first winner. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, 36 inches of bullhead on my back wall there. And yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a homerism. But actually, just because of the uh the way that the Bulls got deals done this offseason. I think that they're a, free, a, a winner in free agency. When you look at all the max contracts that got signed, Zach Levine signed for $215 million. That's That's less than Zion Williamson. That's less than Bradley Beal. That's less than most of the teams that are on the list of players that have max contracts signed. And on top of that, Zach Levine's in the best situation to go out next season and have a winning team. Like you just mentioned with Bradley Beal, there's not a lot of teams in there that you think, okay, yeah, next season – they're gonna be perfect. Jokic signed his max contract. There's a lot of question marks around his supporting cast there. Uh 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 Bradley Beal signed his max contract. A lot of question marks. Zion Williamson makes more than Zach Levine if he can stay healthy. He makes two hundred thirty million dollars if he can stay healthy. We got Zach Levine for two fifteen, and you got Andre Drummond in there for three million, Dragic in there for three million. Very smart deals, uh very frugal deals, but deals that address needs that the bulls have the bulls are my first winner
0: that's a good winner to, to get him on on a lesser deal because I, if 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 zach zach levine somehow got that same kind of bradley Beal deal i would be saying the same thing like, there's no yeah. way that that guy deserves that deal and yeah. for them for the bulls to get him at a lower price is, is a is a win for them the other winner for me marvin bagley jr the <laughs> third he signed a three-year deal 12.5 million dollars each season who are they bidding against for, for Marvin Bagley? Like, there's no one else that was going to give him that deal. What a winner for him to get those. All three seasons are fully guaranteed for him, yeah. and now he gets to try it out with the Pistons. Uh, they have Jalen Duren, but it doesn't look like they're going after Aiton, so he's going to have some playing time there as well. Like, They don't have any fours at all, so maybe he fills in a role there for him. Uh, that's a huge winner for me is that he gets three years on a bad team that's going to Uh, give him a lot of playing time and maybe he gets to a point where he's comfortable enough and he's putting up enough numbers that he could get a bigger deal later. And I think that's just a huge win for him as a player.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you got to look at that. That was a, uh, that was a situation where uh, they were standing in the mirror throwing bids out there and convincing themselves to keep going up right like that was a that was an interesting one well, i think i think uh, team's
0: getting this mindset of like we gotta sh- we gotta respect the player right it's like we yeah. got we gotta show him the deal that he's gonna want so that we have bring him back next year and like okay that's what we're giving you what you're worth right like we're giving you what you're worth even though he doesn't deserve it you're like okay well i, I don't know like how's that helping you i don't know i guess they got uh, i my- guess they gotta spend money somewhere <laughs>
1: Yeah that and hey and here's that that leads into my second winner in this one right uh Lou Dort you sir Lou- are the winner you are the winner my good sir securing the bag essentially kind of getting like the the modern day right not to say that he's not a great defender he comes out he's able to knock down shots he's an excellent player for that team I love him on Oklahoma City and I think Oklahoma City's kind of a winner in that as well but let's be real right there's so many young players on that team you have to spend a certain amount of money the NBA makes you spend a certain amount of money Lou they Dort kind of yeah, the Lou Dort kind of getting in on that uh, Cristiano Felicio type deal, right? Where they're like, well, we got to pay somebody. Might as well pay this, dude. At least Lou Dort's going to give you great production on the floor. I think he's going to be really good in there next to Giddy, next to Chet, uh, next to Shea, right? And he's a guy that can be a spot-up shooter for them and knock down that three ball. He's really turned himself into the prototypical 3-and-D type player. Get your money, my good sir. Uh, $87.5 million, I believe, for Lou Dort. So, uh, yeah, he's doing well out here. He's doing
0: well. Lou's is doing well. Um, I got one more winner. I think Jalen Brunson is a winner. And, and and not just Jalen Brunson, but the Jalen Brunson family knickerbockers, like the whole organization that that worked their way to, you know, like. <laughs> for Leon Rose to work his way up to become a GM and then his son to become Jalen Brunson's agent and then for them to, like, hire, you know, to hire Rick Brunson as an assistant coach in the organization and then for them to work together for Jalen Brunson to be good just at the exact point where he's going to be a free agent, where the Knicks can get enough salary cap that they can give him a four-year, $104 million deal. Just just a win for the, for the Brunson family overall, the Rose family, everybody just...
1: I'm not going to lie to you, dog. Hey, and and that means you're not going to like one of my losers there. But it's not Jalen Brunson. Uh, I I love what Jalen Brunson did. I got Jalen Brunson down as as my third winner as well because uh, I'm all about players securing the bag, right? Anybody who's getting... Anybody who's who's getting the big bag, the the only part that I feel like a little bit of a loser is, is like I I don't know how many games you're gonna win on that on that team, right? You, you, know, you didn't do. I know. They're you, like, you didn't do. They much. They didn't there. change their ceiling, but they're
0: building their foundation with
1: the Knicks. So I I get what I, they're doing, but. Uh, okay at least one of us does <laughs> uh well instead i'll jump into my my, my first loser right and it is the Knicks, since since we're talking about it right because oh, uh, oh yeah for sure i thought you were gonna uh, go be- into the mavs on that one okay no 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 oh, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're on the list as well though uh but no i i, I go in and <laughs> i almost made a spit take almost did I a almost spit take just then Oh, he's like, he's like, oh,
0: don't worry, don't worry. The, Mavs
1: the, are the reason, too. the reason I'm, I'm, I have the Knicks on there, right, is not because Jalen Brunson's not a good player. It's not because I don't think that he's a good get. I think Jalen Brunson is actually, you know, he he went for the going rate that you have to spend on some of these players out here, right? Fine, but. The thing that I look at is how Jalen Brunson played on the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas does a great job of spacing the floor. When you've got Luke out there, when you've got Cleve out there, right, all of those guys that are out there that are able to shoot the ball, that makes such a difference in Jalen Brunson's game because he's able to get into the isolation. You want to know what the Knicks did this offseason after after getting Jalen Brunson? They went and signed two centers, $76 $76 million in Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. What's your game plan here? Oh, by the way, if we're talking about space in the floor, Evan Fournier's is your guy, right? Mr. Up and Down. Might as well be kicking it over. Never mind. That's a bad joke. Not for Locked don't, On Don't here. Google anyway. that, man. you know you're like very very up and down shooting there's not a lot of spacing on this floor hopefully rj barrett can continue to improve himself but the knicks are a loser for me
0: and that those three guys are all left-handed like that's that's
1: a low key they're all going the same way (laughs) i'm gonna
0: say that's a low-key thing that we don't think about is that all three of those guys are now left-handed and rj julius randall and brunson so
1: yeah that, that's going to be interesting to see, man. So for me, Knicks are a loser because I feel like you just spent money to win 39 games again.
0: It's a good loser. We got a couple. I got a couple more losers of free agency so far, and then we got our favorite game every single week up. where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. They really are. I love them. Uh, the Brownie Batter Puff is my favorite bar. It has leapfrogged the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar, which I never thought would happen because that bar is delicious, but... 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar. Only seven grams of sugar, and let me tell you that this bar is melt in your mouth delicious. If you, the best way that you can eat these bars, some people say freeze them. I don't, I don't think you freeze them. I think the best way is when they're like just at their melting point, like just about to melt, and they're they're absolutely delicious. So go to built.com, use the promo code locked15, locked one five, the number one, the number five, to get 15% off your entire order. Again, locked15 at built.com. All right, Pat, we're continuing on our winners and losers of free agency so far. You shared a loser, the New York Knicks. I got a loser, too. I'm going to the other borough. <laughs> I'm, I'm traveling boroughs. And the <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, their fans, have just been such losers. Like, just losers in all of this. Because of all the things, like what Josiah said about wanting a, a team that fights, about what Kyrie and Kevin Durant came and did, like, they got to see one playoff series win. That's yeah. it. They got yeah. to see one playoff series win. They haven't seen the pinnacle of what they thought. They had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all on their same team. They got to see him play for like 11 minutes altogether. Yeah. I mean, just, just losers. Like I feel so bad for their fans, however many there are. And shout out to our guys on Locked on Nets. <laughs> <laughs> However many, <laughs> many Nets fans there are. What was bad. that jab? What I feel was bad. that jab? I feel bad for all of them.
1: <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, right? When you think about the fact that Frank <laughs> Quinta spent more time in New York than... KD, Kyrie, and and James. He probably Harden spent more did.
0: time in New York last year as a Maverick than they did altogether.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one to uh, that's a tough one to swallow. I, I do feel bad for Nets fans, right? Because the franchise literally just keeps going. We're going all and, in for this, and, and it never works, and right? Especially like, it just,
0: like after the whole the whole roller coaster this offseason specifically, where Kevin Durant or or Kyrie was like, okay, he wants to go somewhere else. Okay, well then maybe Kevin. Durant... Grant wants to go somewhere else, too. That was a hypothetical. And then yeah. Kyrie, like, doesn't get his full contract, but he opts back in. And so yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, at least he, he's coming back. We know we're getting KD back. And then KD's like, yeah, no, dog, trade me. Like, get, get, <laughs> yeah, no, let get me get out of this here. borough and send me to somewhere else. And, man, like, just the roller coaster of this offseason alone has been nuts for that.
1: Yeah, very very emotional time here for uh, for Nets fans, man. Moment of silence <laughs> for him. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they don't get that much. Uh here's my my second loser on my list, right? Is is somebody that a lot of people view as winners, but I just can't see it that way. <clears throat> the Philadelphia 76ers wow. paid 30 plus million for PJ Tucker for 3 years to do one thing.
0: Shoot corner stop
1: three. Giannis. Just stop Giannis. That's all they really have him for. Let's be real. That's all anybody signed him for since he's left Milwaukee. It's only been Miami, but still. And P.J. Tucker's going to get you there, right? Like you still, the, the Miami Heat did it, and then they didn't play <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks. So it didn't even matter in the playoffs. You spent a lot of money on a guy that's, that's, going to age very quickly in this NBA.
0: Well, and their two moves were P.J. Tucker and Daniel House, who, like, I don't know if you got to to listen to that Utah Jazz uh, beat writers, like, (laughs) Twitter spaces that they had the other day with, like, Andy Larson and Sarah Todd and, like, all of them. Um, There were not good things said about Daniel House, (laughs) especially about his time in the bubble with James Harden and all that stuff. And so now he's bringing back, and maybe James Harden signed off on him, but, like, if those are your two moves, those are two kind of volatile moves where they could work out really terribly for you. And then all of a sudden, like, you didn't make any moves to improve your team at all over the season. And your best way to be better than last year is Shams's tweet about James Harden coming back and, like, being in shape and being ready to play. Like, okay, that's all we're putting our hope into?
1: <laughs> and we've already seen him in the club with little Baby. Like, an hour after the tweet came out. Like, hey, like hey, oh, hey, hey. 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 Work hard, play hard. work hard. Come on, that's Wiz Khalifa, bro. Close enough, though. No,
0: no, I just wanted to. I just wanted. To, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to work hard, play hard for James. That's what James Harden does. Harden does.
1: Yeah, it's that's that's such an interesting situation, right? Like, doesn't it feel like that's a you better win next year move. If you don't make an NBA Finals next year, you're gonna look at those moves and be like, "Well, this is an interesting team." I mean,
0: they'll run it back again, but you're just counting down the, the how many healthy Joel Embiid seasons you're gonna get. Right,
1: and that's that's the part that scares me.
0: Another loser for me quickly is I think Donovan Mitchell's a big loser in all this because he may get really he may just get sent off anywhere, or he may just play with like a bum Jazz team next year. Those are his two options, right?
1: Well, yeah, I guess right, right. What like are his it, options? It, it would well, I I think it's about what Donovan Mitchell's commitment is to the to the new Jazz team. I like Walker Kessler. I think Walker Kessler is the perfect player for Donovan Mitchell. Okay. As a rookie, if Donovan a Mitchell, center,
0: I don't know if he's taking him anywhere. Well, in the it,
1: west. Li- listen, listen. It 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 all depends on Donovan Mitchell though, right? Like if Donovan Mitchell passes him the ball. Like it's it's about what kind of team are you gonna buy into, or it, I mean it, Donovan Mitchell in Miami. If that deal happens, you don't like that.
0: That'd be a big winner. He'd be a big winner, but he could also just go get sent to like
1: <laughs> get sent the like okay. I don't know. Like,
0: he could get yeah, he could get sent there. So that's what, and then I got. One, do you have any more losers?
1: I got a, I got one more loser. All right, give, me it's y'all. Your, give me one more. It, it, it's y'all. It's y'all because uh, <laughs> if if you're gonna go in, it's, it's the Dallas Mavericks. If you're gonna go into the luxury tax. At any point, this was the time to do it because while I like Christian Wood being added to this team with Luka, and I'm really excited to see that dynamic, it was a step forward. It looks a lot better if Jalen Brunson's still on the team. It does. (laughs) It looks a whole lot better if Jalen Brunson's still on the team. I think that could be a team like I felt like when when I was there was a point where I was like, maybe Jalen Brunson goes back. I was like, Dallas might be a championship level team if Luca takes another step, Jalen Brunson takes a step, and Christian Woods your third option, and then instantly I was like, oh okay, well, maybe second round then <laughs> so that's yeah Dallas is Dallas is my loser in it. I feel you
0: all right, my last one is uh the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, well, that's a different This situation. one is completely different because Miles Bridges, his wife shares the photos of his alleged domestic abuse. And, yeah. like, I mean, she's the actual victim. And, and you know, if we're going to use the word loser, like, in all of this, she is. But if we're just talking about basketball, they were going to max this guy. Like, 10 days ago, Lockdown Hornets was talking about p- giving Miles Bridges a max contract. He was going to be a big piece for them. And now, all of a sudden, like they had a they had a period of time, like five days in free agency, where they didn't make a single move. Because they're just now frozen because of this whole situation, and they can't do anything. They they signed Cody Martin back. Like that's the only free agency move that they've done so far. And now they're just stuck, and he's probably not gonna play for them. Maybe ever again, but definitely not next year. And so that's they I mean, the Hornets just are a basketball loser in this whole situation and i think that's brutal for that organization
1: and and they and they brought back the same head coach who didn't establish a great rapport before oh that and team. They, also,
0: they also lost their coach that they were gonna yeah yeah, yeah that's true i don't know another, another
1: that, that's they, they're they're poorly i hate to say it right because it's jordan but they are a poorly run organization
0: i know that was tough for you to say it hurts all right let's play our favorite game every single week
1: count it up count it up
0: it up. Count it. Where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. We talked about Kevin Durant at the top of the show. A lot of Toronto Raptors fans are having a hard time wrapping their brain around putting Scotty Barnes, second-year now player Scotty Barnes, 15 points, seven boards, three and a half assists last year, started every single game on a playoff team. They're having a hard time putting Scotty Barnes in a trade for Kevin Durant. I asked, asked Sean Woodley, our Lockdown Raptors host, about it, and he said he put out a poll, and he said... He said 90% of his audience was against dealing Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant. Count it up. Count it up. Scotty Barnes overrated or underrated at this point. (laughs) That you wouldn't even put him in a deal for Kevin Durant.
1: I think I think because of the circumstances, right, you, you you realize he's overrated for the moment, right? Because you wouldn't add him to a deal for a top fifteen player. But that's not to say that he's a bad player. It's not to say that he's gonna become a overrated player. I think that his game is going to be phenomenal. I think he's gonna be a really nice player in the NBA, somebody that we talk about for a long time, but we know what Toronto values, right? Toronto wants that loyalty. Toronto wants somebody that's gonna be there. I I, I wouldn't now for me, right? I, in a heartbeat, I'd make the deal, but you do have to, there's something to be said about that kind of fan base, especially when there's an entire country around you, you rally around your players a little bit different than we made just in our cities and things like that. So I understand why they don't want to include Scotty Barnes in it, but that's a top 15 player in NBA history right there. You, you might want that guy on your team.
0: <laughs> Scotty Barnes, to me, overrated by Raptors fans, underrated by anyone outside of Toronto or outside of Canada at this point. like, I, that. Feel like that's, I, I feel like I feel like that's where you can even yeah. it up. Chet Holmgren made waves because of his debut in Summer League where he balled out. I think he had, like, 13 points, three blocks in his first quarter of action in Summer League. So, so count, it up. count it up. One to 100. One being, like, a shoot-around where it's just, like, dudes just, like, shooting around or 100 being the nba finals how much stock do you put in summer league especially the salt lake city summer league that we're watching right now that chet just Uh, played in
1: oh oh, oh. this is my topic here (laughs) what's less than zero percent
0: no one is one is like a shoot around where you're literally just watching dudes like just shoot
1: it's not that okay all right it's not that okay but i i'll give you i'll give you 20%, 20%, right? Because uh I've been a part of an organization that watched Tony Snell dominate. Tony Snell, the man who in multiple games <laughs> has put up 0.0 rebounds, 0 assists, 0 Snell, blocks, yeah. 0 steals. 20-plus minutes, multiple times in his career. Crazy stat to have, right? Uh, I've watched uh, Denzel Valentine dominate, the same Denzel Valentine who Stacey King basically ended his career by going, oh, no, as he jacked up a uh, uh, half-court three-point shot to try and tie the Miami Heat. Like, Summer league is fun. I'll say this summer league is getting a lot closer to like the drew league AAU type games. And I think that they're way more entertaining than they used to be in certain years. Right. And I think this is one of the years that it's going to be a lot more fun to watch, but I put zero stock in any of this translating into the NBA season going far. I would say 10 to 15% because I think like, I think Chet's going to be a nice player in the NBA if he adds like 30 pounds, but at the same time, I still think Oklahoma City is going to win thirty games this year.
0: I saw our, our Locked On NBA Big Board host Richard Stammen, post on Twitter. He's at Mavs Draft. I saw him post. Man, I, Chet is so disgustingly skilled. I can't wait to see him play in Vegas Summer League where the competition is better. And I was like, What are the Vegas Summer League is, is more competition than what we're watching right now? Like, why do we even do this? Salt Lake City Summer League. Like, what's the point of this if Vegas is be, way better competition? Oh, oh man. give it I give it a five. I give the Vegas Summer League a five.
1: Yeah, yeah. Out of a hundred. Literally just it's four
0: much. points more than a shoot around for me. <laughs> um, Zion Williamson signed a new deal, like you said, two hundred and fifty plus million dollars, no player options or anything like that. There's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years, especially on Lockdown Pelicans and others, of just does Zion wanna be here? Does Zion wanna be in New Orleans? Does he even like New Orleans? And he had an interesting quote that I want to talk about. He said, you know I told the world, if you ever want to know if I want to be here, just ask me. And instead of asking me, <laughs> the world just ran with narratives. My family was getting harassed by people and why we don't about why we don't like New Orleans or why I don't want to be here. When that's not the case at all. Alright. All right. In this day of athletes can tell their own stories, social media, the players' tribune, every player has a podcast now, like all this stuff. Is yeah. this more, this idea, that, that this narrative that went around that Zion doesn't want to be in New Orleans, is this more on the athlete or the media? Because at, at a certain point, the athlete can tell their story, and I feel like Zion didn't tell his story and didn't take control of this narrative at a certain point, but the media did run with a story that wasn't even necessarily true, that was just about rumors and all that, about how, you know, okay, he maybe didn't like being, like working for like Griffin, then that doesn't mean he hates New Orleans, right? Like, the, like the media ran with certain things there. But I think it's also up to Zion to be like, you can tell your story now at this point.
1: I, I, there's fault on both sides for me. There's fault on the media side, even though, wasn't it his dad that said, his dad or his uncle, one of them, that said that he didn't want to be in New York? Isn't that where that whole thing started? Um, and and take it from a, a Chicago Bull and a Charlotte Hornet, uh, Sometimes you got to tell your family members to shut up, uh, as as we've seen that Lonzo had to do at certain points with Lavar, Le- always keeping it <laughs> respectful and all that. But sometimes you got to be like, listen, like what he says is what he says. It has nothing to do with me, and you have to set that precedent right. On top of that, the media does run with just any story all the time in this day and age, and I, I think that that's a poor. Uh, uh, um, use of journalism if it's one way to say it because well,
0: there's so much media like us that are like not journalists and we'll just run with stories because we just see it from somewhere and it's like we don't take the time to vet it and like I get that we want to have talking points but like it just becomes there's so much
1: but the problem is, right, like when it makes it to an ESPN, the problem is when it makes it to an right. FS1. The right. problem is when right. you're criticizing the player on that, on a bigger stage, on a personal level. Not to say that we should get any leeway either, right? If we're running with narratives and we're not figuring out where they're coming from, that's poor That's poor work ethic on us as podcasters and as people that are putting this content out here because people are coming to us for that information.
0: But all that being said, if, if Zion would have just posted like a picture of himself with like a king cake and like at, at Mardi Gras or something with New Orleans be like, Love New Orleans. Like, wouldn't it just have quelled a whole bunch of this stuff? It may have looked staged, but, like, even at least he would have shown some sign of him liking New Orleans.
1: Even on that side, though, right? Like, Zion posted a bunch of stuff about him working out at the facility, working out in New Orleans, trying to get back in shape. And what did people say? That's not fake. Zion's 350 pounds right now. He's fat. People believed Zion Williamson. Was just a blimp walking around here and wasn't gonna be able to get back in shape at any point. Instead of actually thinking and using the power of reasoning to say, well, yeah, he had a foot and knee and a bunch of different injuries. He's probably not moving too much. And so he's not able to lose that weight as quickly. Like, there's, there's, like, Zion posted a bunch of stuff. And I will say, like, literally just getting on Twitter and saying, I want to be in New Orleans. Could have silenced a lot of that.
0: The anti Eric Bledsoe, I don't want to be here. Tweet. Yeah, you know what I'm mean? saying.
1: <laughs> like, I want to be in New Orleans. Like that, that, it could have silenced a lot of that. But at the same time, right? Like if he's not giving you anything to just take it and run with whatever you get, yeah. is very irresponsible in my in my opinion.
0: I got two more. Jimmy Butler responded to PJ Tucker's farewell to Miami Post.
1: With F, I love Jimmy so much. With
0: Fu and at Joel Embiid, yeah, I brought him into this.
1: I love Jimmy so
0: much. Count it up. Much. Count it up. Which side would you rather be on in a fight, Miami or Philly right now?
1: Oh, Philly, for sure. Come on. Miami, well, you know what? Uh, Miami, hold on we, now. Got, we
0: got Bam, we got Jimmy, we got Haslam still.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I might, I might go. I'm not gonna lie to you. The fact that Joel and B was African was leaning a lot of it for me, but Bam is also African. So like that kind of evens it out. I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy, like if PJ gets him down, right? Jimmy's definitely a I'm gonna do anything I gotta do to win. He might bite, right? So if you got a biter in a fight as well, <laughs> like on a PJ Tucker, that plays that plays into it and then uh where's tyler hero in this right no, tyler Hero seems on. like a chair thrower tyler, he seems like a chair thrower
0: i was gonna say tyler Hero's like got a weapon on him maybe
1: here's the thing though here's the thing though the one thing that we can both guarantee james harden not taking part in the fight no. so they're one man short <laughs> they're one man short
0: james harden and uh <laughs> oh oh the wild card omer yurtsevin that center for miami it's over
1: <laughs> you're you're and and jovich now on the team as well Call you it. gotta listen listen don't mess with the Serb. that's messing all i'm Yurtzavin. saying you don't mess with the Serb.
0: i'm not messing with him at all <laughs> uh yeah him versus like cork or like, yeah no it's done he's he's taking he's taking cork maz maxi all Jake milton like he's taking all of them at once
1: yeah, that goes to, is that um, poor roster construction? Is that what we call that? Is that poor roster construction?
0: Fight. There you go. That's Locked on NBA. Go check out Locked on Bulls for great stuff all the time on their free agency situation. Go check out Locked on Mavs for whatever's going to happen after Jalen Brunson finally signs his deal. There may be a sign and trade now that they haven't announced that deal. So go check it out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA.